0: things I wanted to do was define on this show X, Y, and Z. And what I mean X, Y, and Z, I'm talking about Generation X, Generation Y, Generation Z. And then also thrown in there is Millennials, who we call the Millennials. And I'll be honest, um, this started as a conversation around the table with my family one day having dinner and someone brought up Millennials and then we tried to pinpoint, well, what age range is millennials? Am I in millennials? Are you in millennials? Well, you know, We were pointing around the table. And so we Googled it. That's what you do in the age of information. And needless to say, there's not one answer. There's not one definitive answer. There are a lot of different ranges. But after doing the research and uh, coming up with so many different lists, I thought it'd be an interesting topic because there's a lot of things to take into consideration um, and then a a lot of different perspectives. Some of the information I even have to chuckle at because you can kind of see who wrote it because in some cases they're derogatory toward some of the generations. And that's uncalled for, of course. Um, But basically, it's usually a range somewhere between 10 15 and sometimes 20 years uh and it's sometimes it's based on when you're born loosely and basically what it's saying is that a group of people born in this particular age range particular key events that occur during that period shape their thought process and uh, how they approach things and particularly they approach jobs and careers and and how they value it which as a lot of you may have known if you've seen a lot about Millennials and trying to characterize who they are and what they value it has has an impact on employers and how they approach attract and retain people in this age group so when you have one group who might be 20, 30 years older trying to figure out what the values of another group is and they could be drastically different. The things that you did in let's say the 80s and 90s to attract college graduates is very different than what it takes right now and uh, between the, the group that's coming out and graduating in 2016 and 2017 it's very different how you attract them, how you retain them, how you keep them interested and motivated. So what I'd like to do, let me take you through a couple of the, the, the charts that I found and, and some of the uh, ways that they broke it down. So starting with we've all probably, if you're not familiar with where this really started was the baby boomers. And that came about for those born between 1945 and 1960. And it makes sense because it's related to the post-war baby boom. So a lot of the soldiers coming back from war, reuniting with their wives, being back home, and there was a lot of women (laughs) having babies at that time. And so as that group grew up, uh, they were impacted by those events that went on throughout their youth and preteens and those formative years, so to speak. So one of the things during that age, again, those born in 1945 to 1960. So you give them 20 years, and so they were coming out of college around the early 1980s, let's say. Now, one of the things is that IT was in its infancy. We were hearing smatterings about it. The government was using it, but it wasn't a household word. It wasn't like every home had a computer and, and people had smartphones. Not at all. We heard about it, and you know, we heard about all this futuristic technology, but to some extent, not everybody was bought into it. There's a lot of doubting. So the main source of information at that time was television. Uh, people were, you know, excited about getting color television and and having more than five channels at a time. That was, that was a big deal. Um, the main mode of communications was the telephone. And I'm not talking about your smartphone. I'm talking about the landlines with the wires and cables. You had to be physically where a phone was attached so pay phones you know something that is unheard of right now so that's what baby boomers that's what they they grew up with and so they're used to face to face communication or physical envelopes there was still the art of letter writing believe it or not um and so that was their communication preference and also they made their financial decisions face to face. And again, all of that was really influenced, you know, coming out of the, the Cold War. Now, let's transition that to the next generation. The next generation after baby boomers was labeled Generation X. And those are the ones that were born between 1961 to 1980. That's roughly the the time period. The Cold War had ended. The whole war between, the standoff really between the U.S. and Russia. The Cold War period had ended. Things like the Berlin Wall came down. So uh, communists and communism, we saw that crumble. Something that we thought, especially those who came up as baby boomers and, and were part of, Uh, the post-war boom or post-war era, uh, never thought that they'd see the Berlin Wall and communism uh, come down and and people regain a lot of their freedoms that they had under those dictatorship regimes. So things that you didn't imagine were happening, the possibilities. Um, At that time, the big issue... With Generation X, the term work-life balance came into play. Baby boomers, all they cared about was job security. And a lot of you can think of parents and grandparents. You got on a job and you stayed on it. That was the goal for baby boomers, to get the concept of a gold watch and retire. Well, Generation X, they were willing to leave a job if they didn't feel like they were getting a good work-life balance. They didn't want to work all their life And find themselves, you know, in the final days of maybe not even making it to retirement, but dying of poor health. Because uh, they just had, they had seen their parents and grandparents, in some cases, we felt like, worked themselves to death. The next thing, though, also that shapes Generation X is the digital world became at the, the forefront the world wide web was created now it was still new to generation x but it was becoming a household word and name at that time the concept of personal computers now bear in mind you know the government and the business world you might have went to work and had a computer on your desk or maybe every other desk not even on every desk or maybe there was one shared in the corner but now personal computers were coming into the home so people were finding things to do with personal computers inside of their, their home. And one of the things they said that the, the mindset and the attitude toward career was having a portfolio career. So not working on the same job, but more working at the same career. But that career may take you to different employers. You moved as necessary. Now, for Generation X, their main mode of communication is email and text messaging uh, that's the way they they like to communicate texting back and forth or email so we started to get these smartphones and we use them less and less for making phone calls and more and more for sending text messages and emails they now we're starting to get comfortable too with making financial decisions online now for some of us again it's, it's a no-brainer we'll whip out a credit card in a minute, and buy something off of Amazon or um, eBay, and pay a bill, balance our, you know, go to our bank and handle banking transactions. Where early on, a lot of people were skeptical of that, and some baby boomers will never be comfortable doing financial transactions online. But not Generation X. That it's it's actually has a huge pact impact on the malls now, because people don't have to go to the malls, don't need to go to the malls to do their Christmas shopping. They do it all online, and Generation X uh, started that, and it's very comfortable with that. Now, that takes us to Generation Y. And based on my research, what we call Generation Y, um, and that's the age group, 1981 to 1995, is most likely the group that is also called the Millennials. So born 1981 to 1995, okay? Um, Not fully 20 years, but somewhere between 1981 and 1995. And, And the reason why it may not be a full 20 years is because we're beginning to see a difference in the generations, you know, those born 1995. It's a very different world because technology is changing so rapidly. So the group that's born in 1995 they have a different mindset based on how advanced technology has uh, become and how embedded it is into their lives at a very early age. So let's talk about generation Y or the, or the millennials. Now first of all, they experienced 911 the terrorist attacks and that changed and impacted a lot of mindset here in the u.s um and also as far as international relationships and terrorism on our own land also big for generation y is things like the playstation it changed the way kids play so let not go outside and play kickball with your friends or run up and down the streets or jump on your bicycle they could sit stationary and um have a whole world uh, built around an entertainment built around PlayStation. So, and it also impacts them and that needing that uh, entertainment and the stimulus that these various games give them. So, it even changed even how they study um, and their their need for that entertainment. Social media was introduced uh, to this group during the millennials. Also, reality TV, things like Google, and this whole concept, like I said, the, the mentality that you can Google information, gone are the encyclopedias that I know we had in our house when I was younger, or going to the library to research for your homework, you just Google it. So all of this had an, an impact on what we know as the millennials. As far as their career and aspirations, they're really looking for a lot more freedom and flexibility. They started to see even at the at generation X people working from home or starting their businesses in their garages and becoming you know mogul millionaires. So now they have a plan in their head, they too. and there's no age limit. You can start young. You can even not go to college and become a millionaire. There's the whole dot-com era. So the other thing about millennials, they're digital natives. It wasn't like something that they were introduced to once they they got older. They're born into a digital world. There are so many um, apparatuses that... and, and tools that they'll never know about you know just like i talked about the phone having a landline or having a beeper to communicate they'll never know of those things because they come straight into some of the modern technology that we know such as smartphones and tablets and for them all of their entertainment is digital in some ways um they're fully embedded into not only texting but social media is how they communicate and even how they get the news it's changed uh, the newspaper industry and magazines and even television any more television is quoting what the topic is and trends are in social media their mode of communication is either online or mobile through text messaging And literally, face-to-face is a lost art. So that's something that they do after they make the connections online. So everything from relationships and meeting and dating first starts online and then it turns into a face-to-face. Now, after the millennials, which that's the biggest group because they're either entering the workforce in or there's a, a, a gap here because you had the Generation X who went out and got corporate jobs. Well, Generation X is getting close to retirement age. They're starting to leave the workforce in droves. They're taking whatever money they've made and they're they're leaving, maybe starting their own business. They might not be ready to retire, but they're leaving corporate America. And there's a void because Generation Y isn't coming down the pipeline and applying for those jobs, let alone the new ones that are being created because of all the technology and how fast technology is, is moving and expanding. So there's a big gap. So this is why employers are trying to figure out how do we attract generation, Y and or the millennials? And it goes back to giving them a lot of freedom, a lot of flexibility, working from home, working their own hours, um, really letting them be entrepreneurs even under the umbrella of corporate America. So somewhere we've got to find that balance. As well as there's, as you know, a lot of conversation about the educational system. The educational system is still based on the baby boomers type of job market. And for generation why or the millennials they're going into a job market where the jobs are related to science technology engineering and math where there's a lot of critical thinking and problem solving uh, a lot of design and systems thinking you have things like artificial intelligence and internet of things you have cyber securities these are topics and languages and subjects that baby boomers they know nothing about so if it's baby boomers and generation x that are still defining the education system they're missing the opportunity and the millennials let alone generation z aren't getting the type of education that they need to prepare for the future job market so that's where all the tension is on millennials. So let me wrap this up by talking about, finally, Generation Z. And for Generation Z, there's a lot of, like I said, Generation X are and some of Generation Y are the parents of Generation Z. That's anyone born after 1995. Now, during, since this time, we've had some ups and downs with the economic downturn, depending on uh, your perspective, There's, of course, a big focus on mobile devices and a dependency even. There is the energy crisis. There's a lot of concern about the environment and the earth. There's what's known as the Arab Spring. Things like cloud computing were introduced. Even WikiLeaks where now there's conversations about people hacking in and stealing information, even influencing things like what just recently happened, the 2016 election. So these are the realities of Generation Z. Most of Generation Z is still young, so they're being employed part-time jobs and as apprentices. And because of them really in a lot of ways not being able to make wages to sustain themselves, there's quite a few of Generation Y and Z that aren't able to move out, buy a home, start a family, which is something that Generation uh, X and the baby boomers are familiar and, and really were groomed to do. Instead, Generation Y and Z, either if they're not living with several people in order to make funds meet, they're still living at home. So, Generation Z, for the most part, they're looking for some security and stability. Um, that's number one. Number two, they're considered the multitaskers. So, they may have multiple jobs. They want to balance between their passion and what jobs pay them in order to pursue their passions. They're also being characterized of having what they call pop-up careers or pop-up businesses. So being entrepreneurs and kind of on the fly for the moment. And part of this is because the world is changing so fast. Why create a brick-and-mortar business when... It could be six months, nine months, it could be a year or two, and that business is completely obsolete. So that's what they've, they've seen and their parents have seen, so that's influencing their outlook. Devices that are native to them are going to are be things like the Google Glasses, uh, where you have the 3D uh, images and 4D images, as well as 3D printing, driverless cars, And what we call nanocomputing, computers getting smaller and all of the wearable technology that can predict and give you information, a lot of new health informatics at their fingertips to help them with better decisions there. Very much, it's going to be handheld and portable. Believe it or not, because again, I just said that uh, personal computers were introduced in Generation X. There's a prediction that people won't have personal computers, not even personal laptops. Everything will be handheld. And so just recently I had a podcast where we talked about people converting their websites to make sure that it's compatible and friendly with handheld devices because that's what people are using. Conversation communication for Generation Z will be FaceTime and Lastly, introducing Generation Z and what's expected to be commonplace is crowdfunding and crowdsourcing. So financials, that won't be going to the big banks asking for money, but more crowdsourcing. So I've clearly ran over time, but it was a fun topic researching. I hope you enjoyed this information. Hope it gives you some perspective and continue the conversations with some of your colleagues and identifying how this impacts both how these different generations work and interact and collaborate in the workplace. Well, that's all for now. Thank you again for listening to Technology Expresso. Thank you for our support. Please visit our other platforms and tell others about our programs. Thanks for now. And remember, listen, learn. Leverage and launch.
1: Bye. Support for this podcast comes from Link AKC. Link AKC is securing and strengthening the bond between dogs and owners across America. The Link AKC Smart Collar provides peace of mind and makes dog ownership easier by putting your dog's location as well as her wellness, safety, and training needs right at your fingertips whenever you need it. Learn more at linkakc.com promo code PODCAST. Support for this podcast comes from Link AKC. Link AKC is securing and strengthening the bond between dogs and owners across America. The Link AKC Smart Collar provides peace of mind and makes dog ownership easier by putting your dog's location, as well as her wellness, safety, and training needs right at your fingertips whenever you need it. Learn more at linkakc.com promo code podcast. Support for this podcast comes from Link AKC. The Link AKC smart collar provides peace of mind and makes dog ownership easier by putting your dog's needs and location right at your fingertips. Learn more at LinkAKC.com, promo code podcast.